Hello, my name is Elyria Holmes and I'm a junior literary arts student at MSA. My name is Sarah Lawrence. I am also a junior, junior literary student at MSA. My name is Ava Lambert and I am a junior literary arts student at Mississippi School for the Arts. In this podcast, we will talk about family relationships, more specifically the difference between how a mother shows love to her child and how a father shows love to their child. A brief bio of the subject. Basically, we picked these stories because you can tell how similar and different they are just by the title. The first work is The Warmth of a Mother's Love by Priya Darshini Das and A Father's Dream by Joy Rajat Das. Um, and we hope to find the answers to our questions as we take a deep dive into these pieces. The interview is taking place in Ms. Lambert's classroom in Johnson Institute at 3.09 p.m. The difference between mother and father relationships with their kids is that mothers are genuinely interested in a kid's emotional and physical well-being and how well they do in life. If a child wants to do something, their mother's most likely going to support it first. But as a father, the kid usually likes whatever the father likes. So the father only participates in things or puts effort in the things that the kid likes that he likes as well. So it just... If the kid usually makes it makes things their top priorities if the dad likes it so that they get along better with the dad. But I think that kids usually form better bonds with the mom depending on who the people are. But they usually form better bonds with the mom because the mom is always genuinely interested in how the child is doing. Usually, not in all cases, but I think these stories really depict that and they really show how um, these relationships can change depending on the um, importances in people's lives. I feel like our story, The Warmth of a Mother's Love, really lives up to its title. The story shows how mothers can be there for their children more emotionally and more supportively, and rather than the fathers, the fathers are usually into their hobbies, into their skills, trying to help them out with those types of things, and especially physical activities. I feel like that's where the dads really take place, and the dads take further place of that into their sons while the mothers are usually there for their daughters you don't often typically see a father going dress shopping with their daughter unless the mom's obviously not there so I feel like mothers are there for the emotional growth of their children while fathers are there for their motor skills and their hobbies and interests and getting them into new hobbies and interests um see with both of my little brothers uh they are more likely to go to my dad when it comes to you know sports and all that just hobbies because my dad was big in like you know football and now my brothers have taken on that same tradition you could say and that's the main thing that they really talk about whereas they would more likely go to my mother if it was about just about anything else because as y'all say when it comes to a father's love that's more expressed through hobbies sports 
just activities in general, whereas a mother shows her love more emotional. It's more emotionally driven, like just talking about anything other than I'm curious on how the mother's love can be warm and what aspects of motherhood will be shown, such as will it show the good or the bad sides of motherhood? What are y'all's opinions? Okay, so the story, the warmth of a mother's love, it really was about warmth. Um, he was on a train and she had, he had, his mother had given him her shawl that, so that if it rained that he would stay warm. And the lady had knocked down his bag, and he wanted to make sure that he still had everything. He gave it back to his mom, but I guess she snuck it back into his bag, and he was really excited to see that it was there because he was actually really cold on the train. And before he got onto the train, he um, he was feeling sick, and she made him a sandwich, and she gave him medicine, and all those types of things that a mother would normally do. And it just made him feel all warm and fuzzy inside because his mother was taking care of him. And... I think that, that that really played into the title of the story, and it also just shows how, even though you don't expect your mother to do it, even though he's he's old enough to ride a train by himself, I think he was in his late, later, early, late teens or middle teens, yeah, and so that. he was pretty old, but, but she was still, like, doing all these little things for him because that's what mothers do. Yeah, piggybacking off of that, I feel like... When it comes to, like, you know, the warm, good parts of, you know, the, a mother's love, the mother acts more of almost like a nurse in a way where, you know, she's going to do everything she can to uh, for your physical well-being, making sure uh, you're healthy, you've got all of... Uh, you know, everything you could possibly need, even if it's just like a just-in-case, as it was in The Warmth of a Mother's Love. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was insistent that he wouldn't need some of those things that she tried putting, uh, like she tried to give it to him, but she was insistent on, you never know, just take these just-in-case. And so I really feel uh, that plays like a big part of like the nursing part of a mother's love um yeah to that, um it it really plays into his characterization and how he really grows in the story because even though he didn't need the shawl it was a mother whose baby was very cold and shivering on the train and he gave the shawl to the baby and the baby was warm and it stopped crying and stuff so i think that even though it was his mother's shawl. He still gave it to the baby. And so now the baby benefited from his mother's love, even though it's not the baby's mother. And yeah. so that really shaped him as a person and really made him to help other people like his mother helps him. Yeah. My question for y'all, what are the priorities when it comes to their son and how does it differ between mother and father? Okay, so I think the priorities of a mother is everything. I don't think they have a set 
variety or a set lane or I'm gonna I'm gonna do the child's hair and I'm gonna make sure the child gets a bath but dad has to do other things like I think a mother is pretty much worried about every single thing that their child has to go on taking them to practices um making sure they look nice taking them to doctor's appointments making sure they go to school and stuff like that helping them with homework so I think that all those things are what mothers do there is there isn't any set specific specific things that mothers do but I think there are more set things with fathers able to touch on that with a father's love for their son specifically because the question does refer to their son I feel like the fathers are more invested in their sons because they feel like they can pass things down to them more than they could a daughter especially here in the south you see dads often with their sons they typically really like having a son because they can take their son to participate in their interests and in their own interests that a daughter may or may not be interested in and fathers also I feel like the fathers also don't deal with emotional issues as much as a mother would when you're crying when you get hurt as a kid or when you get hurt as a teenager, who do you go to first? Typically, it's usually the mother. Because some fathers don't process their teenager's emotions like a mother would. So, my question for Sarah and Ava is, um, how do their a mother's dream and a father's dream differ for their sons? I feel like fathers dream for their sons ambitiously. They do the same for their daughters, but when I see a father typically dreaming for their son, it's usually about their own interests. Like, maybe the father's interested in football. Maybe the son wants to be a football player. The father likes hunting. Maybe the son wants to do it professionally or something. I feel like the fathers are always dreaming for their sons to have the same skills or interests as they do. And I feel like with a mother... Uh, when it comes to her dream for her child, more specifically her son, is whatever she feels will benefit him most in life. I see so many times um, mothers will dream that her child will become some sort of doctor or lawyer because she knows that it's a very well-paying job and it will be benefit him greatly throughout life. So... Uh, it may not necessarily be uh, the same ambition as hers, but it will still, it's still whatever she knows will set him for life. I would love to know the aspects of a good father and son relationship and what each good and bad side to it is. And that is my question for both of you. The aspects of a good father and son relationship. Um, I think that they both just have to have a good connection. I feel like they have to spend time together, not just doing things that a father likes or that the son likes. They have to do things they really enjoy together or they'll begin to resent, you know, hanging out with each other and doing different things and then they'll stop um, doing things together which is usually how it starts especially when kids become teens so i think that if they do things that they really enjoy together um or the father actually contributing to discipline because i feel like a lot of mothers 
like are seen as the bad guy when displaying children so if the father helps that's a really good aspect because he'll learn to respect both his mother and father um and another good aspect is just being able to go to him about anything your the father not having any expectations for what he's supposed to do for his son so i think that all those are really good aspects but mostly just the spending time together and the emotional side of being a father not just the physical side and to touch a little on you know some of the bad sides to a father and son relationship as we said before when it comes to his son a father typically wants to share same ambitions um same you know ways of life and I've seen a few times that, you know, the son may stray away from what the father visualizes uh, for his son. And, of course, it's typically what uh, the father visualizes for for himself, too, because he wants his son to grow up maybe like him. I feel like, you know, if the son uh, goes about not what the father would want then that could create a little bit of a tension between the two of them and it could escalate or it could just be you know they just don't see eye to eye more often than not though i've seen that it does escalate though so you know as much as a father has these ambitions for hobbies for sons it could also be negative if those if the son does not share the same favorite hobby okay so my question for the two of you is how can a mother and father's love for their son be immensely different and what are some of those differences I feel like the biggest difference between a mother and a father's relationship towards their children is emotions. I feel like a mother can feel for a child much stronger than a father can. I'm not saying the father can't feel for it, but I feel like the mother's is always ten times stronger. And I feel like the mothers process their children's emotions better as well. Once they're toddler or their child their teenager anything once they get upset i feel like that mother knows what's wrong and they find it easier to solve the issue and talk to them about the issue so to me the biggest difference between those two relationships is the emotional aspect of it i'm gonna bring up some outside things Um, i feel like the differences really start at birth because a mother has a child and as, as soon as that that mother has a child, I feel like there's a connection and there's a bond that no father can have with the child because he just didn't birth it and he didn't go through what it takes to create a child. But not saying that he didn't play a part, but it just it's different. Most men don't even want to be in the delivery room like they, they think that that's disgusting, which is, you know, each strong. But I think that that connection and that bond helps a mother to know what's wrong with their child when and why and how to fix this and how to do this and the father i don't know i uh, i just think that they may resent a little that they don't have that connection and then they just think that oh well i'm just gonna do the things that she doesn't want to do so that just carries them on to being 
just the extras. So, like, if, if a mother doesn't want to play softball with a child, then that's what the father does. So I think that the father just takes on any extra things that the mother doesn't want. But there's, you know, there's not really much that a mother is going to say no to. So at the same time, I think that those are the main differences. Just the bonding between a child from birth, it really helps with how, you know, you interact with your child. So the question that I have is, what do you guys think are the most important qualities of a good parent and why? I really think that patience is the number one quality a parent can have. Even when their child grows up from a toddler into a teenager, you still need to have patience with them. Because teenagers and toddlers and children, all ages, they go through some immense emotional issues. So patience is one of my top traits for a parent. And then secondly, this one's pretty obvious, but responsibility. You can't just let your child go out and you don't know where they are and God knows what they're doing. You gotta have some responsibility for them. And a third trait that I say I'd give a parent is a warm heart. I feel like both parents should have that warm-heartedness to be able to comfort their child in need. I don't feel like it's just the mother's responsibility. I think both parents should be able to comfort that child. Yeah, and what I have to say about that is similar to what you had just said. Um, I feel, you know, similar to having a warm heart, one of the biggest qualities I feel like a parent should have is an open mind in general because you know I feel like it's more of a you know a generational issue you know the teenagers now go through more of an emotional toll than uh, their parents and they may be more stuck in their ways if you know, you have that open mind. It allows for the warmth and the comfort and more of an understanding of what your child is going through. And some other qualities I feel is a must-have for a parent is, you know, just more of what Ava already said, the responsibility. Um... You know, it doesn't matter what your child is doing or what you're doing or what some of the, um, you know, a special situation may be. You're responsible for that child because you're the reason that they're there in the first place. You, uh, you know, made the choice to, you know, have them. And it's, you already have that natural responsibility of caring for it. I wanted to add on to the responsibility as well because some parents that they may not be the best parents in the world feel like they they don't claim responsibility for their bad parenting. Parents make mistakes too. Everyone does. It's common. But if your child approaches you and tries to communicate that mistake with you, you should be responsible for your actions and attempt to fix what went wrong in that situation with your child. And some more piggybacking. Uh, you know, I have heard this said to me personally, not exactly by a parent, but of a family member who went through a time of having to take care of me that that I owe them. And 
I have a really big issue with that, and it's not just coming from me, myself. If you made the choice to have a child, and you naturally have that responsibility of caring for the child, that child does not owe you a thing. If, you know, I've heard that, you know, when the parent is old and gray, that the child is going to end up being responsible for caring for them when they're at their old age because the parent feels like their child owes them. And I will say that the child does not owe them because they didn't have a say in coming into this world. So it's not that they have any sort of responsibility or some sort of debt to their parent, you know, and I really hate it when some parents will hang that over their child's head. Um, as far as other qualities that I feel like a parent should really have, um, I have divorced parents and one of the th big issues was who do you want to go live with or who do you want to spend time with more i feel you know it should be number one you, you know the child having the child's best interest at heart instead of your spouse or yourself even so it's kind of like what Ava said with the warm heart. It should be pri like number one priority, the child and how they feel rather than yourself or your spouse. It should be about the child alone. Um, adding to that, I think, well, I feel that the number one quality is not forgetting. I think that parents will literally forget that they were children at some point in time and that they had feelings just like you do and they did little things that may have been wrong or right or whatnot they snuck out of the house and they went to parties or whatever and I think that they really forget that they have not been adults their entire life they love to tell you about their childhood but they they never understand what you're trying to do and why they'll just yeah. be quick to say no or yes or whatever without any reason i don't i don't understand when parents won't give you a reason for what what they say and why or when they act like they have they have an experience what you have and they don't try to understand where you're coming from but yeah that's all yeah. my final thoughts about this podcast are that it was quite inspirational i feel like any parent could listen to this honestly or any child or i feel like we said some important things that would matter to a parent or a child and i really liked the portion of our podcast where we discussed traits in a parent i thought that was i felt that could be very helpful to whoever listens yeah, and I thought it was just a great learning experience for us in general, learning about the differences between how a father shows her, his love and how a mother shows her love towards their child or their son or whoever. And it was great to explore how we felt should, you know, a parent be, like their, their qualities that we feel that they should have. 
And like Ava said, I feel like it's a good inspiration tool for uh, new parents uh, or, you know, children um, thinking about, you know, how their family is. Yeah, I agree. I agree with my peers. Um, I think that any child who is struggling to, like, get their point across with a parent can show them this. And it will really... I feel like this is a respectful way that a parent would accept it because many, many conversations like that are really tough. And like when we first started this podcast, it was kind of hard, but I feel like we got more into it as it got along. And the questions really made me think about my own parent and family relationships and um, how I can make those better. So I think that um, this was really helpful for me and, you know, inspiring. We wanted to thank you all for listening to our podcast. And once again, my name is Ava. My name is Sarah. And my name is Illyria. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.